All right, it's your boy Mix Mance to be here live in the NMB Radio studios for the NMB Radio podcast where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all. And on the phone lines right now, I want to welcome in a woman who is stunningly beautiful. She's fit. She's a mother. She's an entrepreneur. She's got all many kinds of things going on. So many different titles. So we're going to talk to her. She's also an IFBB pro. Welcome in right now, Alyssa Parker. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. How are you today? You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. Now, you're calling us today from where? In, in California, right? Yeah, I'm in San Diego. What's the weather like in California today? Yeah, kind of not great today. Really? <laughs> oh. It's not yeah. great out here either, so. No, I mean, well, it's probably better than where you are, but it's, <laughs> for here, it's not the best, but that's okay. It's now, nice for a change. <laughs> now, I mentioned when we were coming in, so many different titles. I mean, you wear a lot of different hats, but I guess what you're mostly known for is being an IFBB pro competitor. Figure competitor, yeah. 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 Explain to those people who are not familiar with what IFBB is and um, how you got started in it. Well, the IFBB is the professional uh, federation for bodybuilding. So um, there's a lot of different federations. There's different natural divisions and stuff like that. So the IFBB is probably one of the more prestigious divisions. Um, and I started competing, gosh, 10 years ago I started. And um, 2000, well, actually 2007 was my first show that I ever competed in, but I started training for it in 2006. So it's been 10 years of consistently training for bodybuilding and figure is just a division within bodybuilding uh, field. So it's a little bit less muscular than a female bodybuilder. It's still very feminine, um, but still a sporty uh, athletic physique. So it just gave me something to do that, you know, as an adult, you don't really have like competitive sports like in high school. So being a grown up, it gave me something to work towards and you know you have that feeling of being tired from training and it's it's just something fun that I started doing and made into a business. Now you've been doing this for for 10 years but were you growing up you said there wasn't many competitive sports for you in school but growing up did you always have like a a niche for fitness and like well-being and like all that kind of stuff or when did you really just kind of say this is something I would like to pursue? Well, so I grew up going to the gym. My mom taught aerobics, so I was taking her classes, for, you know, in elementary school. I grew up in the gym, so I was always comfortable there. Um, I started kind of lifting weights more, probably in middle school, even more through high school. And then I started, uh, I got certified to teach uh, group fitness when I was in my early 20s. And then I had kids. My first daughter, I gained, like, a ridiculous amount of weight and I had because I was just decided to eat whatever I want I was eating like brownies and stuff every day so I had to get the weight off and that's when I started competing once I lost all the weight and I started getting into the gym more again and it's I've hit the ground running since then so you know I've it was 10 years consistently that I have been training for bodybuilding but I've always been into fitness now when you say um bodybuilding and training if somebody were to listen right now and say they are you know a moderate type of person you know working out don't usually do it all the time but enough Uh that they're in somewhat shape how do they get into doing something like um the ifbb well you'd first you'd start out in the npc which is the amateur level and you would want to probably look into start getting online and start looking into it if it's something you're interested in 
uh, find somebody who's done it before to give you advice. Uh, I do have like my posing books that are online, so if you did want to compete, it's a good idea to start really doing your research and learning what you need to do to get on stage. Find a coach to help you because you know a lot of people there. You can save yourself a lot of time if you get some help. I, the first show I ever did, I kind of did it on my own, and it took me. You know, the book that I have out is ten years worth of experience of competing things that I had to learn the hard way. But it, it's so popular right now. Everybody's kind of doing it. So if you are in a gym, you'll probably meet somebody who's been into it and go online and start doing your research. But, um, you know, it's it's really it's a fun thing to do, but, you know, you don't want to get too caught up in it either because it it can become very consuming. So you just have to keep your head on straight when it comes to, you know, getting involved in the whole competition scene. So you got to do what you love. Now, as I have had other guests on who have, you know, been IFBB pros and mm-hmm. done different competitions before, um, I'm new to all this. So I'm very green to the whole, you know, bodybuilding and shaping and everything. Um, mm-hmm. How much time does it take for you to get ready for a competition? Uh, well, it's, you know, I'm not uh, genetically, like, super muscular or super lean. So it's difficult for me I have to do a lot like when I the year I got my pro card I you know I had so much drive I was willing to do whatever it took and I was working out probably five hours a day so I was doing you know two hours of weight training and two to two and a half hours of cardio and then extra weight training sessions I mean it was kind of crazy at least towards the end so ideally you don't want to have to be put in that type of a situation I know there's a lot of people who don't have to do that much and not everybody's the same so you have to find a coach who's going to work with you on an individual basis and not really give you a cookie-cutter plan because it's not the same for everyone. Um, I work with clients, and everybody's on different stuff. I don't take on a lot of clients at once because I really need to make sure that I have everybody doing what's right for their body, and I just couldn't handle you know, hundreds of people. A lot of people have hundreds of clients. I couldn't do that and still give people the same uh, one-on-one individual type of training plans or nutrition advice and stuff like that. So, so it is different for everyone. So how much time, I would guess, like in a week, how often do you have to work out to feel somewhat satisfied with, you know, feeling like regulated, feeling like you're kind of like not slipping? Right. Well, for like right now, I'm not actively competing at the moment. I don't have any shows on the schedule. So just to maintain for me, I work out between, you know, some days I only do like 20, 30 minutes, and some days it's like an hour, hour and a half. But I'm probably spending mm, maybe like five to six hours a week, probably seven hours a week working out right now. And I feel like that's a good balance for me. I'm not doing tons and tons of cardio. I'm pretty much enjoying my workouts. I'm able to maintain my weight. I'm in control of my diet, but you know, I'm still able able to eat a little bit more. And I, I have a flexible approach to my diet. So I feel like I can control the macronutrients, but I have so much flexibility in what I get to eat. So it becomes enjoyable. And right now, I feel like I have achieved this balance. I'm good. I can eat sort of how I want to. And I'm working out more for fun. I'm not killing myself in the gym. So, you know, everybody and everybody's different. But basically, if you're just trying to be fit and not necessarily compete, you know, you want to do what you enjoy. You know, if you hate going into the gym every day, then find something else active that you like to do. You know, I don't want people to think that they have to do, 
a certain thing, and if you hate it, you're not going to stick to it. And the the most important thing is consistency. And I actually have listened to some of your other podcasts, and I heard somebody else say it too, and it's true. You just have to find something that works for you that you can do for the rest of your life. Well, and that's with regard to diet and training. Well, first let me say thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> your check will be in the mail for that. <laughs> um, but one of the things I also want to note is um, – like a lot of people that you're saying, they're, they're, they're not doing it to compete. They just want to get in shape. Yeah. And then people, and we talked a little bit off of air, and I said a lot of people, they tend to see someone like you, and they feel almost deflated. You know, like right. Not, you know, that's not a diss to you, but they look at you and say, yeah, right, I can never get to that person's level. How do you, how right. do you, how would you recommend people staying, you know, optimistic and staying confident in themselves that they can, you know, eventually get to that point? Is it a matter of just making smaller goals or, you know, like what kind of motivation would you have for people who are just, you know, feel intimidated by the whole aspect of trying to look a certain way? I'm really glad you brought this up because I feel like even me within the fitness industry, I see other people's photos and I'm like, gosh, I'll never get there, you know, and it it is, it's kind of discouraging at times. So just on a personal level, I really am trying to reach out and I've written a, like a cookbook and a lifestyle kind of guide for flexible eating. And I talk a lot about this in the beginning of the book and, you know, that I have struggled. I'm a real person. You know, I may be within the fitness industry, and I think a lot of these people that are in the fitness industry have these same feelings that I do, but they don't really talk about it. So, you know, when you're posting all these pictures and you're like, you know, I'm feeling awesome, I'm looking great, you know, but you're really struggling on the inside, and nobody sees that. So you paint this picture that's not really real, and, you know, people then feel like, oh, I can't live up to that, and it's, it, is, it can be depressing. I think the most important thing is to find something that makes you happy if looking at social media is making you depressed and stop looking at it, because I think that's a problem. But people that are trying to achieve a certain goal, you know, you have to put things into perspective. You know, people that are online as fitness professionals or whatever on, um, you know, Instagram or whatever, you know, that's their job. You know, other people have day jobs and things, other important goals than just trying to look the best they can. You know, it's kind of a, a vain goal to have is just, uh, you know, looking as good as you can. But if you can focus your goals onto being healthy, being happy, and, you know, eating to be healthy rather than trying to get down to a certain size or have a certain amount of muscle, you know, I think you'd end up being happier. Even um, goals in the gym that are more performance-based versus, you know, physique-driven, So I think that redirecting your goals is important. Now, you wrote a couple books. Um, The first one you wrote was about doing, like, figure posing, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of posing coaching locally here and some online stuff. So I have... I had so much information and I just needed to get it out there so that it was easily easily accessible for more people and also even for my own clients. I'm like, here, have this book with you. You need to flip to the pages. This is everything you need to know in one little book. So I have it on Amazon right now. It's called The Art of Posing and Stage Presentation. And it's basically everything you need to know to get on stage. For uh, I have it for the bikini and figure division. So it's everything you need to know besides diet and training. But there's so much information. You know, if you may bust your butt in the gym and do 
you know, everything you need to do to get on stage, but if you can't present it properly, you're not going to get anywhere. And I've seen girls backstage, and I'm like, oh, you know, they look awesome, but then they get on stage, and they don't stand, right? And you really, really can't even place well. It, it makes such a huge difference. So I have those books out there, and then I also have – it's not out yet, but it'll be out soon. It's called Fit Starts in the Kitchen, and it's basically – I started out just as a cookbook, and I have tons and tons of recipes that I kind of started eating eating this way, This you know, to make it work for me because I love food. Like, I love eating. It's my favorite thing to do. And, you know, I had to make it so that I could still enjoy food and still do my diet and still maintain. So – I calculate all the nutrition facts for every recipe. It's all on there. And then once I had all these recipes together, I was kind of like, you know what, I need to make this, give people guidance on how to incorporate this style of eating into their lifestyle. I also talk about how I struggled so that I can sort of relate to people because, you know, even though I'm in the fitness industry, I'm still a real person. I still had issues with, I had issues with um, body dysmorphia ever since I was a little kid. And I think a lot of um, fitness people have that. It's, pretty common and eating disorder and then through competing over so many years I started you know developing bad habits with binging because I would do the whole cheat meal thing and I was eating you know so perfect all week and very little and then I would have this cheat meal that I would fantasize about all week I would go out and eat like a ridiculous amount of food and mess up my entire week's worth of dieting so after doing that, I realized, okay, I need to make a change, and I started incorporating more of a flexible style of eating into my life, and it made such a huge difference in able to find balance and happiness and being able to go out to eat more often and be with my family. You know, I have a husband and two kids, and it just became really difficult to be eating on this, you know, really strict food plan all the time, and I couldn't do this, and I couldn't do that, and it it can be really hard on a family or even, you know, a couple in any any sense. Um, to have such a strict schedule all the time. So, you know, this just made it so much easier. So the book is all these healthy recipes with a lot of information on how to go about incorporating um, a diet, how to figure out what your macronutrients should be if you're just trying to start out and you want to figure out how much you should be eating every day, whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, or um, gain muscle. So there's a lot of tips in there for that. And that should be out pretty soon. I'll send you some copies so you can do a giveaway or something when, when it's done. That's awesome. And then the good thing yeah. about the book is because a lot of people can feel like a prisoner almost in doing like the fitness thing. A lot of people have told me that, oh, I want to do it, but I, I hate restraints and I hate, you know, feeling like ultimately I feel like what you want to get out of this and doing fitness and being healthy is being happy. And like you right. said, happy and healthy. Balance. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you you can't if you're if you're if you're doing things that are making you feel like you're a prisoner mm-hmm. and you can't enjoy life, then what's the point of doing it? So it's really exactly. cool that you have a book out there that says, "Hey, this is what you can do and not feel like I hate my life because <laughs> I have to eat, you know, only this and this only." Right, and that's not even healthy because you're really, you know, you're eliminating so many foods and you're eating the same things all the time that you end up, you know, really you're not getting all the micronutrients, all the vitamins and everything from eating a variety of foods. So, you know, I really want people, I, I try to really 
relate to people, you know, and, and, you know, I screw up all the time, you know, I always mess up on my diet, I do things like that, and everybody does, you're human, you know, it's the problem is, you know, people will screw up on the diet, and then they go, well, screw it, I'm just going to eat whatever now, you know, you have to, that's why the flexible dieting is so good, because you're like, you know what, I just ate too much here, I'm just going to make up for it over here, and it's not a big deal, and you don't feel like you're guilty, and you can just move on, you know, so it just makes it so much easier, so, I just want to share all the information, and I have a lot of clients who were doing the whole food plan thing, and they can't, they have a really hard time switching over to a flexible thing. They're like, wait, can I have this? Can I have that? Yes, you can have anything. <laughs> anything you're craving, you can have it. You just have to fit it in, which just makes it really nice. Or if you go out of town, you don't have to throw your whole diet out the window. You know, you can just make it work. So it's just, it's something that people, once you get a handle on it, you can do it forever, and it's, it's not hard. I don't feel like I'm on a diet ever anymore. Well, since I have you on the phone lines, here's something that I know personally I've always wanted to know the answer to, and hopefully you can help shine some light on it. But a lot of people are doing um, this water challenge or drink a lot of water in a day, and they drink eight glasses of water or they're drinking a gallon of water. And I see people on Instagram marking off on a gallon of water with a marker how much they've drank and at how what time that they got to that point. How much water should someone be drinking in a day? And what is what is considered healthy as far as drinking too much water or not enough water? Um, I mean, you want to drink enough so that you're hydrated. If you're feeling like you're thirsty, then you're already dehydrated. So, like, I'll sometimes buy just a gallon jugs because I'm home a lot. I'm in and out of the house, so I'll drink out of glasses, and I'm just, you know, to see how much I'm actually drinking. And I do probably drink close to a gallon a day, but I also work out a lot too, so I'm sweating a lot. Um, you know, probably like half a gallon is is appropriate for most people. See, now I feel like when I'm doing that, I just want to go to the bathroom like every five minutes. Right. Well, that's why I say when you, you should practice your posing. <laughs> because you're going, you're in there every 15 minutes. Now, now, is that something that's, is that healthy to be going to the bathroom so much? I mean, I know that means you're hydrated, but like, is well, that really helping the process, drinking that much water to the point where you well, just so have to So what happens is your, your liver and your kidneys are your filtration system, right? So your kidneys or your liver is what processes the fats and everything. So if you can keep it you know, running smoothly and everything is like functioning at its best and the water will keep it, you know, clean and, and ready to filter out all that fat that you're trying to burn off. Okay, so, so that's why going to the bathroom to is good. not necessarily a bad thing. It's not, but you want to make sure that your electrolytes are on track. So like a lot of people, when they do their diets, they are like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to have any salt or sodium, right? But you're sweating all day. So you're flushing out any little salt that you have in your system and then, so you're just really peeing out all this water and you don't ha you're not getting hydrated because you don't have enough sodium. Gotcha. So you still want to make sure you have sodium in your diet. I mean, I'm sure if you're eating anything like processed, you are getting it. Now, <laughs> so, say like if, if you're, you're working in an office job and say uh -huh. you, you're not really, you're not eating anything, but you're just drinking a lot of water. Is there anything that you could put in the water that would help you get some of that electrolytes so this way you're kind of killing two birds with one stone? Right, so I love um, branched chain amino acids. I use um, Extend uh, brand, but there's a few other ones that are good. But I add that to my water, so you're getting the branched chain amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein. So you're basically getting like consistent protein so that you're not using your muscle as your energy source. So that also has some sodium, some other uh, 
electrolytes in there, and then also I think it has glutamine or L-carnitine or something in there. So um, it helps with recovery. It helps keep you satiated. It has flavor, so it tastes good. It doesn't have any calories, and it has the amino acids, so you don't burn your muscle off. Now, you mentioned that you're married and you have two kids. Mm -hmm. What's life like at home? Does everybody kind of follow the same pattern? And what struggles do you find? Like, is the hubby saying, you know what? I really don't feel like doing this whole fitness thing. I want to just, you know, eat ice cream or I want to eat sweets. And, like, how do you um, how do you incorporate that into your family life where they're not feeling the burden, for lack of better wording, or restrictions because of what you're doing? Right. Yeah. That Well, the flexible diet thing made a huge difference because once, you know, we were able to eat the same things, <laughs> you know, that made it life a lot easier. My husband is sort of a picky eater. He doesn't really like to work out very much, uh, actually, ever. And my daughters, you know, they're picky eaters too. One's five years old, one's 10 years old, and they're just, you know, they eat like little kids. So I have to make, you know, healthier options for them. And a lot of times I do make different stuff for them than me because I love like tons of vegetables and stuff like that. Plus I love eating a high volume food. I like I like my plate to be full. So I like a lot of vegetables. But So sometimes they'll add extra stuff for me than I do for them. But, you know, now that I do the flexible diet thing, I can go out to eat with them, and that just makes life a lot easier. And then I'll make healthy versions of desserts, which I have tons of that in the book. So, you know, I can make something healthy that we can all eat together because, you know, I like to eat food just as much as, you know, my kids and my husband, and they like to eat food a lot. So, you know, it's it just makes it easier when you can work it all in because you know, I'm not going to give up all these things for the rest of my life either, you know, and it's, if you're doing like the contest diet is a little bit different because you do get pretty low sometimes in your carbs and your fats. So, you know, you have to be a little bit more restrictive in terms of uh, adding like goodies and things into your diet, but just for maintaining for normal life. I mean, I can have a glass of wine every once in a while. I can have, you know, desserts. I can have all those things. I just have to fit it in. Now, um, to go back to the book you have on yeah. posing, um, without giving away too much of the book, what is what is a common thing for people out there who, again, are a little more advanced, who are looking to get into doing competitions? What is the one thing that you see to be a common problem when posing? What is one thing that they seem to always do wrong? Uh, well, you have to look confident and you have to practice <laughs> I see so many people, you know, I go to these competitions and you get on, you know, you think you're practicing enough, but you get on stage or you get to the show and you're watching these girls and it's like, they look like a deer in headlights. Like, practice, practice, practice. My biggest tip that I tell people when I'm working with them, you know, one-to-one, and I even, I think I probably said this in the book, but, you know, you have to practice a little bit every day. So I always tell people, every time you go to the bathroom, get in there and just do your poses really quick in front of the mirror, just, you know, every day. Ten times a day you're in there. So just go in there and do your little routine, and then you're, you're getting in a lot of practice every day, but you're not say, like, saying, okay, I'm going to do 45 minutes today because who has time to do that? You know, you're always in the room in front of the mirror, and you just run through it really quickly because you have to look confident. It has to look natural. You know, the, if you do one show, it sort of starts to click. So I always recommend if you're going to do a show, plan to do – more than one. Do like two back to back. So that way you get one show in it's sort of like your trial run and then your next show is like the one where you're really going in there competitive so that you can, you know, get your posing down. You've been through the experience. You also need to go to a show and see what's happening. You know, I've had a lot of people who've never even 
done a show ever, they've never seen one, and then they get there and they, have, they don't really know what to expect. So I think if you do your research, if you have a coach to work with and somebody, you know, who can help you with posing or with, you know, with your diet and your training and everything, then you really need to do all three of those things. You need to have the diet, the training, and the posing on point. Otherwise, you know, you're not, it's so competitive now. So there's so many girls, especially bikini division is so popular. Um, and even for the men, the men's physique division, with the addition of those two, uh, men's physique and women's bikini, you know, the whole sport has sort of blown up. So it's very popular. It's very competitive. And if you don't have all those three things on track, then, you know, you're not, you're going to be, you know, wasting your time. So it is really, really important. So if you're going to take a couple seconds out of your day to take that, you know, bathroom selfie in the mirror, <laughs> right. take, take the extra little couple minutes there and do some of the posing so that you are uh, ready to go when it's time to hit the stage. Yeah, because the biggest thing is just really practicing, you know, and people don't put as much effort into that as they do into the other stuff. Now, people look at you, and again, I hate to keep saying this, but they look at you and they say, wow, everything is perfect on her. But what what area do you seem to always struggle with? Is it upper, lower? You know, what area do you have to put more dedication to? Oh, definitely my legs are the hardest part for me to uh, – it's hard for me to put muscle on them, and it's hard for me to get the fat off. So that's my biggest struggle. My legs are long. You know, my dad's like six one, and we have the same inseam. <laughs> so I have long legs for my body, and it's really hard, you know, when the, your bones are so long, it's really hard to put the muscle on there. My upper body seems to come in pretty quickly and easily, so that I don't really struggle with. I also really enjoy upper body training, so that's probably part of the problem. But, you know, I do train legs. I had some girl commented like, oh, maybe you should train legs. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm killing myself here. <laughs> So, that's just what you love to hear, right? Oh, I know. Well, that's the thing. You know, I hate all that, you know, the negativity on uh, social media and stuff like that. Like, who has time for that, really? But at least this way you get to, you kind of, depending how you take it, you can now formulate that into motivation. And you already acknowledge that I need to work on legs. That's my struggle area. So when right. someone no, else points I... it out, it's, you know what I mean? To me, I looked at it as that. It's like, okay, that's a kick in the ass where it's like, I know my issue, I know my right. struggle area, and somebody's telling me now my struggle area, so right. now let me go work on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the thing is, I, I've been working on it for so long because it's always been. I've always known that was sort of my issue. You know, I'll never have big calves. I mean, I just won't, and I'll never have gigantic legs, but you know what? That's okay. It's just me. <laughs> I got to I gotta accept it, and I'll work on it the best I can, but, you know, genetics, to some extent... You know, there are some limitations, I think, but we'll and see. Guess, we'll see. I guess in a, in a roundabout way, I kind of was acknowledging that, too, because, again, we were speaking a little bit off here, and I was uh -huh. complimenting on how your upper body <laughs> yeah, right? was so good. And I'm thinking now, in retrospect, you telling me that, you know, the, your lower is part of the your, your struggle area. I'm thinking, wow, she's probably took that as great. He noticed that I work on my upper. <laughs> oh, no, And that's no, what I love, no. but, you know. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, and I, you know, it's funny, I love doing upper body training because I can see, you know, the definition more. It's like, you know, it's motivating when you're working out and you can see, you know, the muscle or, you know, you can see more definition. And, you know, especially, you know, when you train legs, I mean, I'm always in pants, so you really can't see the muscle working. Um, I train legs more than I train upper body, but, 
you know, it's it's sort of it's hard because I'm motivated to improve, but at the same time, when improvement is happening so slowly, it can be a little bit difficult too. But you know, that's why I started focusing more on. You know, I have a coach who is a power lifter, so I've been focusing more on lifting really heavy and setting more uh, um, goals that are performance-based rather than necessarily seeing the change. And then that became a little bit more exciting, you know, to see how much I could deadlift or how much I could squat so or leg press or whatever I was doing, you know, and trying to increase my volume and seeing the changes happening. And I have improved by focusing more on my Uh, performance rather than seeing the changes happening necessarily. Well, we threw a bunch of photos on MixedManStervy.com so people can look on there and probably disagree with everything you're saying because they probably think, like again, you look flawless. But what do you like to do in your downtime? I mean, you you train and, I mean, you're a mother. Do you really have much downtime? And what do you enjoy doing other than focusing on fitness? Uh, well, yeah, I don't have that much downtime, and I'm running around with kids all the time. But, um, you know, I have an art background, so, you know, whenever I can, I like to do things that are more creative. Uh, that's not very often. But recently, you know, my husband and I started playing golf a little bit, so I'm doing that now. And, um, you know, I just I do really love to work out, and I we hang out with friends all the time. So socially, you know, we do a lot socially, so that can also – the whole flexible dieting thing helps there a lot because, you know, if we're out with friends and I can do more things and I'm not always feeling so restricted. So, um, yeah, I just like to be social and do something creative and I like doing all my workouts. I really like working hard. You know, a lot of times I'll be out doing something fun or whatever we're out and all I'm thinking about is going to the gym or, you know, working on my books or something like that. So I think, you know, I really like to stay busy. So It can be awkward if you're going to like a carnival and the people you're hanging out with want to eat like a corn dog or something and <laughs> you're like flipping through pages. No, it's, it's not part of the dieting. So it's cool that you can balance it where, like you're saying, you can have certain things at certain times. It's all about proportions, I would guess, right? Yeah, portions and, you know, fitting it in. So, like, if I wanted to have a corn dog, I would go online and try to find, like, the, uh, you know, nutrition data for a corn dog. So I'm <laughs> there, estimating because I don't there. know. <laughs> There's got to be. I'm sure. I have. I don't know what it is offhand. But I would go ahead and I would estimate that, and I would put it into my little tracker that I use online, which makes it really easy. Um, and, you know, when I go out of town, I don't, if I'm on vacation or whatever, I don't always track, but I've been calculating everything for so long that I kind of know. So, you know, my meal sizes will be about the same. So I'm okay for breakfast, I'm going to kind of eat this, or for lunch, I'm going to kind of eat something about this size. And I'm really good at estimating, like I'll test myself at home, you know, I'll grab a piece of chicken. I'm like, that looks like 4.2 ounces. And I'm like, exact. (laughs) So, you know, the longer you do it, the easier it gets. And you don't necessarily have to, like, sit there and write everything down all the time. But it starts to become just, you know, mindfulness when you're eating and not getting out of control and kind of knowing. Or, like, if I'm going to go to – I know I'm going to go to a party or it's, like, Thanksgiving or something and I'm going to be eating a big meal, I'll kind of, like, watch the rest of my day and make it really, really good so that I know I can indulge a little bit and I'm not going to go over for the total calories for the day. So it just makes it so much easier. I just – I, you know, and I, I have all these clients who are competing and they 
have started utilizing this approach even on their contest diet, and they're like, gosh, it's not even that hard. You know, so it just makes it so much easier. Mentally, physically, you're getting all your vitamins from trying new foods and stuff like that, and you're not feeling restricted. So, you know, after the show, you're not going out and binging and gaining a ton of weight either. So, so ultimately what it sounds like is that as long as you have the willpower and a commitment and the desire to want to get in better shape, then there's ways of going about it so that it's not a struggle. There's, you know, there, everybody has a different course and everybody can, you know, go at their own pace, but you have to want to do it. Yeah, you have to want to, but you know what, you can set up something for yourself that makes it easy. You know, you don't, it doesn't have to be this hard, difficult thing. Like you have to exercise all this willpower in order to make it work for you. You know, the best thing and the make the way to make it work is to set up your environment so that you can make your goals as easy to achieve as possible. So, you know, like a lot of times I'm super busy and I don't have time to go to the gym. So I have a little thing set up at home and I can do my whole workout at home if I have to. That way I can work out in my pajamas. I don't have to put makeup on. I can run outside really quick, get my workout done, come back in. I've cut out all the driving time. You know, just set up something so that you know that you can make it work. You know, if, if you're having to struggle and exercise willpower all the time, you're going to fail at some point when it gets, when you're too tired, when you, you know, you're going to make an excuse to not do it. So you have to figure out a way that makes it easy. And I say that all the time about having my own studio in my house doing podcasting. I can uh-huh. just roll out of bed and just do it. <laughs> right. And so nobody can cool see you. So it. yeah, you don't have to brush your teeth or anything. <laughs> nobody wants to see me anyway. That's why we do the audio <laughs> aspect of it. <laughs> but speaking of seeing people, where can people see more of you? I know you do social media and you have a website. So go ahead and plug that and let everybody know where to yeah, find so out more about you. My website is Alyssa, A-L-I-S-S-A, Parker, .net, and all of my social media is connected to that. And then my books, uh, the posing books right now are on Amazon. So you can find those. It's The Art of Posing and Stage Presentation. And I have the bikini edition and the figure edition. So those are on there. And then I also have, um, I have a bunch of Facebooks. Everything's on the website. But I have my Fit Starts in the Kitchen uh, Instagram and Facebook page also. And the book should be out soon. I'm getting just the last little things together. And then I even have actually a second book, a second edition of the cookbook that I'm already working on. So once I get one out, I think the second one will be out pretty quickly. So just a ton of recipes. And I also put uh, recipes on my website. So if you go to the news page on my website, you can find some of the recipes that either from my book or stuff that I'm making. And I'm on my Instagram, I'm constantly posting what I'm eating. So you can kind of see the meals that I'm eating on a regular basis too. So you can check out her on Instagram and get hungry. I'm looking through her pictures and I'm going, wow, that looks really amazing. I want some of that right now. Uh, um, and you can figure out how to make that through her cookbook. So um, right, right. And most, you know, I post a lot of healthy recipes. I know a lot of people are constantly posting like the food porn, like, you know, dessert stuff. And, you know, I, I really do eat healthy for the most part, but I'll, I'll definitely indulge from time to time. So I think that's probably the biggest misconception about the whole flexible dieting thing is that you're eating junk food all the time. And it's really not, you know, you can fit it in. That's the key. Well, we uh, appreciate you talking to us a little bit and uh, kind of breaking it down what being healthy and, and, and fitness and well-being, it's not so much a, you know, a death sentence where you have to, you know, conform to a certain type of way. Um, make sure you go and get her new book that's going to be coming out real soon. 
follow her on Instagram, follow her on Twitter, follow her on her website and her Facebook pages, and just just follow her everywhere. We really appreciate <laughs> you talking to us a little bit, and uh, we hope to see big things when a book comes out. And, yeah, we love to do a contest. We'll think of some kind of way to um, wrap in fitness somehow, and we'll, uh, we'll do a giveaway from the books. Yeah, for sure. I'd love that. Well, we really appreciate it, and uh, we hope to hear more things from you soon. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Not a problem. Take care. You too. Hi, this is Alyssa Parker, IFBB Pro, and you're listening to Mixmaster B on MMB Radio. <laughs> 